I'm in a lot of trouble now because of you. A lot of trouble. I thought you said he was a very decent Klansman. He is a decent Klansman, but he's still a Klansman. You're listening to League Podcast Curbcast, Season 11, Episode 4, The Watermelon. I'm Matt Durson. Clay Inferno. Clay, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, welcome back. You were just on vacation, so that was also, on vacation. It was quite yes. nice. Congratulations. It's Thanks. a thing. I don't take a lot of vacations. You don't take a lot of vacations. I never so. take vacations. I mean, I yeah. I usually uh well, the story behind this one was that we would usually go to New York Comic Con, which is a kind of a kind of a vacation. You know, I don't go down here the, to work. Um, mm. So we go to New York City, you know, do New York City stuff. We just see a movie, get some nice dinner, go to Comic-Con, you know, try to get a press pass so you don't have to pay, you know, that kind of thing. Get Airbnb. That kind of thing. We've, yeah. always, we've always had like a good, we've always had a pretty good luck getting the press pass. And I said, mm. Stacy's my photographer and, you know, like that kind of thing. But we, so we usually go to like Airbnb and we do New York City, New York City stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's around yeah. my birthday. I, I, I remember. Yeah. yeah, so usually that's usually what we do. Um, but this year, post pandemic, I didn't go to New York Comic Con, although it did happen. Um, but Stacy went on vacation by herself. She did some stuff. She got back. I saw her for one day, and then I went out to see a festival, and I saw Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric play with his band. And it was great, and now I'm relaxed and starting a new job, and things are great. I'm relaxed. I I, I want to be like Larry and Leon when they're just like, what are they even doing all day? Nothing. They're just sitting around their house, <laughs> lamp. They're just lamping, right? They're lamping. Lamping, yeah, right. So that's well, the life I've been living the past week. That's that's great. And apparently, you uh, you were sliding through Seinfeld a little bit while you were out there. I never watched regular TV. In the way that you watch regular TV because you have cable, yeah, right. And you're I like, have cable. Yeah, you're in that ecosystem. I am so in the like Apple TV streaming mind. I haven't had a TV in a long time. I'm not like being like, ah, you're a loser for having cable. I'm just saying like, I don't even, I don't think that way. I don't think to see what's on TV right now. Although I spent mm. my whole entire life doing that, you know, and like even like staying <laughs> over like. My friend's house being like, oh, Curb's on tonight, you know, back in like 2002, like I'm going to, oh, or I'm like staying over on somebody's couch, like drinking and like, you can crash here, dude. And then like turn on HBO at like three in the morning and Curb's on and be like, yeah, fucking awesome. Get to watch Curb, you know, like, (laughs) uh, but, but I'm, I'm so not in that mindset of like seeing what's on TV, but then I put the TV on and. I think I saw an episode of Veep, and then I saw, like, there was like the whole channel was like just Seinfeld on it, and wow. I was like, you know what? Wow, this is cool. And then I had actually started when they started promoting this Netflix thing with uh, with Seinfeld. I was like, I'm just gonna watch it from the beginning. Why not? So I watched a couple episodes, but then uh, yeah, I texted you from the hotel room because I was like. The the little Larry the cockfighting episode. Little Jerry, little little Jerry, Jerry little little. Yeah. Did I say Larry? Yeah. <laughs> Larry Seinfeld. Or, uh, but anyways, yeah. like, yeah, that episode. You know, I was thinking about it today. 
so much happens in an episode of Seinfeld. Like you can hardly keep up. Yeah, like it's true. No, it's a lot the, like Curb. And that's, it, it, it's yeah. a lot like it's a lot like Curb. I was thinking that too. It's just like so many little details happen through the course of that episode, and it's only what is it twenty minutes a half? Like yeah, like twenty two minutes, twenty five. Or so, you know, it's so wish, much yeah. stuff happens. It's crazy. Little Yeti Seinfeld. Yeah. Little Yeti goes down in the sixth round or whatever. <laughs> I love that you like can quote this stuff verbatim. I know. I know exa- My favorite line from that episode is when Kramer, they have the big, they go to the cockfight and they have like their big chicken. And Kramer says, that looks like a dog with a glove on its head. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all like so many times that I do have oh, yeah. something oh, yeah. memorized. It's hard to watch from the beginning though. Like the first few are not bad, but they're not the same, you know. So it's kind of hard to watch it. I don't mind doing. Like, I almost just want to get into it. it, you know. As long as you don't mind, because even if you know, because like even if like if a lot of people say that about Buffy, like. If I'm gonna do a rewatch of Buffy, I'm gonna watch the first season. Although everybody says the first season sucks, I need to watch the second season to really get into it, which is too long of a test period, for sure. Like uh, watching a whole season of Buffy's Vampire Slayer to see if you like it, yeah, and then you doesn't probably start to get yeah. good until the second season. Like that's that's a lot to ask. But um, yeah, I would imagine. But Seinfeld yeah. is a little easier to do than that. Well, Seinfeld, the first season is technically only four episodes or something. Like yeah, that. right. It's ridiculous. Right, right. But like, you know, I mean, I know I'm going to like it. And I already know I like it. I don't have to do that. It's hard sometimes to pick up a show from the beginning. Like, yeah, if I was, I never watched Buffy regularly. I saw episodes here and there. But yeah, if I was going to sit down and watch the whole thing, I might be like, oh, you know what? Fuck this. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Especially it's if just the not as good. Is- it's not as good as the second season. You know what I mean? Right. Like. But yeah, would I be able to get get there? You know, it's hard. Any show, any show, not, not just Buffy. Any show. So a- if you're a Buffy show. fan, I'm not talking about. No, I no, wouldn't wanna... like yeah, like yeah. What, you're, and you're not like a Doctor Who fan, but it's like mm. a lot of people would also say like the new Doctor Who is really fun and it and it's cool and like you know like me and Josh like it a lot and stuff like that. But like we we might caution you and be like, don't watch the the episode don't watch the episodes of Chris Eccleston in it because he's only in it for one season and he's a good doctor but he's not as good as David Tennant like there's so many where it's like you're just gonna skip are you gonna skip the first season or are you gonna watch the whole thing um I you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna watch the whole thing yeah yeah but I mean that's that's good I because I don't have the patience you know like I I I don't have I don't have that patience I, I want it to be good right now yeah, you don't even have the patience in in the. You could be watching a movie and not have the patience. You'll oh, fit most, it inside. Yeah, most of the time, and I don't have the patience. <laughs> I'm getting worse my old age. But I have no problem with the most Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes, and this one is included in that. I I love this one. First of all, as we and so much about, happens. Yeah, so and much so happens. much happens. It's so much, but it really. This is what Seinfeld, I mean, it's this is why I like it. It's like the modern Seinfeld in a way, you know. But it's got, as we talked about last episode, this is one of my favorite actors is is here, Woody Harrelson. Oh, oh yeah. So happy to see him. So anyway, yeah, the episode starts. They're watching Woody Harrelson, Jeff and Larry, 
are watching Woody Harrelson's Oscar acceptance speech, which <laughs> so I love it. I, I hope one day Woody Harrelson wins an Oscar. I don't think he ever has. Maybe when he's really old, he will. I don't know. He'll win Best Supporting, like all the old, all the old guys do. But it's so funny. He's talking about he's giving one of those Hollywood douchebag speeches about like interspecies equality, and yeah, like yeah. when we milk the cows with a machine and then we take their cream and, and use it in our lattes. <laughs> their life milk. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's like way over the top. It's like a yeah. it's a double triple, like you know. Like that is really how Woody Harrelson is, like, because he is kind of like a hippie, but it's like an exaggerated version of him. And then you know, like, if if Larry and Jeff are like the liberals being like, "Look at this guy," like, right, this is a little bit too much, you know. It's like, cause it's yeah. like, it is a little bit too much, and that's why you know the other side hates everybody, hates this kind of thing. But they really, he really turned it up. Woody is so funny in this episode. Yeah, he really is. He's really just an, like completely 100% like up to 11 version of himself. So, which is most most guest stars are. So, it, it's per he's right fits right in. But yeah, I love it. Larry's like are so crazy. He's like it's not a it's it's not a Nobel Peace Prize, you know? It's an Oscar. It's a, <laughs> which is kind of another funny knock on his actor. You know, he hates actors. He's just like, yeah, it's just Yeah. And he was, he was like yeah. uh if if it was me up there, I would just say this one thing, you know, that no babies on planes. Thank you yeah. very much. Bye. Thanks to the Academy and no babies on planes. <laughs> Don't bring babies on planes. <laughs> but anyways, the the whole point of this is that they they think he'd be great for Uncle Mo on Young Larry, so they're like, well, we got to try to get him to. We'll send him a script. Um. So anyway, Susie comes in and she's got this new tapestry that she just sewed, which comes into you know play later on. But she's got this tapestry, and then she's she's talking about this rabbi at their temple, which Larry's like, oh, temple, but he's making fun of her for being for. Being so spiritual, he's like, nip, nip, nip. yeah, but she anyway. also like made this weird tapestry that uh, that Jeff is like, it's for our football team. I know <laughs> the tree of life. <laughs> it's for the football team. They get yeah. Anyway, so she brings up this pastor. She says, oh, he's a cool guy, but he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't belong to a fancy country club like like we do. But he loves golf, and she convinces them, or she convinces Jeff bring him along to their country club as a guest. And Jeff looks at Larry. He's like, I wouldn't leave you hanging like this. And Larry's like, oh, because, come on. Again, again, what are they doing? They're doing nothing all day. Like, I know. They're supposedly working on the show, but like they're playing yeah. golf all the time. Who cares if the rabbi's there? They would be going to the, the club anyways. Larry, no, I think Larry brings up a good point. He's, he's old. He's like, this is like a four-hour favor. Five if you include lunch. Which I <laughs> I thought it was a great line. And he says, I'm old. Every minute is precious. So, but he does it just, I think he just, he agrees so he can tell Susie, so he can lord it over Susie, like, I'm doing you a favor. Because he even says, how long, you, how, how often are you going to mention this? And he's like, as often as I can. So they're golfing with the pastor and, and um, Freddie Funkhauser, Vince Vaughn is back. Uh, which is great. Always good to see him. 
And he establishes his girlfriend as an optometrist, and Larry's going to see him. Her. Sorry. <laughs> Larry's going to see her. And they're like, oh, great, you love her. So the rabbi bets Larry that if he sinks this putt, Larry has to go to Temple. Because Larry's like, oh, you'll never see me in Temple. And it's a long putt. It's a long, you know, it's, and he, and apparently he stinks at golf, but he gets that putt. And he's like, all right, I'll see you. I'll see you there. And he's like, how the fuck did he make that putt? <laughs> yeah, he's all mad. Yeah. So, but he's like, you didn't bet anything, which is also true. I mean, the rabbi didn't put anything up. What if he missed? <laughs> right, you can't bet against a rabbi like that, though. You know? I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. He had, he had God on his side. <laughs> right, right. It's God. Yeah. So, anyway, the next scene, Larry comes home and Leon is sneaking around. And Larry's like, "What are you doing? You look like a mouse." Like Leon doesn't want him. And I, he smells. I just, have to, I just have to note that you never see Leon in a weak position you know what i mean it's you never true. see him cower down you never see him i mean you see him do plenty of sketchy things but he usually does it brazenly in right. front of everybody crew to take you know <laughs> like this is this is he like kind of like scurries literally yeah. scurries over and sits down and like looks all ashamed like a dog eating trash or something yeah it's true leah is always from sort of a position of confidence and and this is the first time he does he's not really displaying confidence he's he's sort of like no larry it's don't weird. it's weird to see him like that yeah it was very strange but this is his shame the funny thing is so larry smells he's like something smells fruity and he opens the trash thing like he's got one of those drawers and there's like a half a watermelon just sitting in the top of the trash. <laughs> With the funny thing that I thought was very unlarry like is he reaches into the garbage and takes it out. But I guess right, it's right, right on top. So maybe whatever. But Larry, you know, he's kind of a germaphobe. I'm surprised he would reach into the trash to take that out. But yeah, it's just a show. But so Leon, because of the stereotype, will not eat watermelon in front of white people. He doesn't even <laughs> like to eat it in front of black people. He yeah, and he told Larry that like he hated watermelon. That's right. Larry's like, like, I thought I you hated, hated watermelon. He's like, I fucking lied. I love watermelon. We told this story about at a cocktail party, putting in a napkin and eating in the bathroom. Or the woods. He's <laughs> or like, the woods. Go like going into the forest. Where did he get that? What forest is he going into? I think he just means like, you know, when you're at somebody's house, like, you know, you like at my parents' <laughs> house, you like... Oh, I'm just going to go over here for a second. You just step into the woods and eat the watermelon. So no go outside. Yeah. But like Larry's when... like, yeah, in the woods? So Larry's like, I'm going to get you. We're, I'm going to get you to get over this. We are going to go to the supermarket. We're going to buy watermelon in front of And he's like, I'll work on it. That's what he says. Yeah, he's I'll like, work gonna, up. He's to like, it. I'm going to work on this with you. But he's like, I'll, right. I'm going to work on it. Yeah, fun, funny, funny stuff. And of course, it comes back later. So, you know. Hence, the title of the episode is The Watermelon, and that's that's where that comes from. All right, so the next scene, Woody Harrelson is at Larry's house, and he's making him coffee. He's like, here you go. It's, I don't know if it's a latte Larry's kind of coffee or whatever, but he's giving him coffee. And Woody says, I usually only drink biodynamic. Is this biodynamic? And he's like, <laughs> it's dynamic. <laughs> But he's about, he pours some cream. He's like, hey, you want some coffee, Woodman? And he's like, wait, oh, you want some cream? And he's like, is that? And he's like, 
is that from a cow, Larry? Did you, you know, or whatever? Did you get that? He's like, no, I have a farm. Yeah, he said, I think I just got this from some factory farm owner. No, yeah, I, I have market. a cow. It's from my yeah. cow. He says, no, I never go to the market. And if I do, I cream shame. <laughs> He's like, I was just about to cream shame you, Larry. Yeah, I'm a cream shamer. It's like they admit to me. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry says he's got a cow and a, and a calf and he says the cow's name is Jesse and he comes up with this whole thing it's just like the dog really from a few episodes it's exactly ago exactly like the dog to try to get people on his dumb show yeah and he says oh I tell you I love that cow <laughs> it's just like he said he loved that dog it's so funny it's like I tell you I've had pets you know dogs and cats stuff but Never loved anything the way I love that cow. To see him <laughs> chewing that cud. <laughs> and so when did he go to the, um, to, to Kaylee Coco? How do you say her name? Coco. Harley Quinn there. Coco. Uh, that's coming out there. Well, I, there is one funny line before we get there. I just want to, that's next. But first of all, so Woody Harrelson wants to meet the cow. And he's like, oh, how about Saturday? And Larry's like, he's like, you're not working Saturday. And he's like, I mean, Larry doesn't do anything. He says he's working, but you're right. He doesn't do anything. I don't know what he's working, but yeah, he keeps saying he can't do any of those. Yeah, but now he's stuck, so he has. To, he's like, all right, Saturday. So now he has to find someone with a cow by Saturday. And then, but this is my favorite. Woody Harrelson's like, hey, so let's talk about young Larry. I, I don't want to. I got a few notes. He's like, I don't want to. You know, I wouldn't call it a page one rewrite, but let's start with page one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Anyways, Kaylee Cuoco. Um, now, I want to tell you this. I never liked the Big Bang Theory at all. Oh, no right? one ever did. No. Bazinga. But... I mean, Nandor likes it. Nandor likes it, right? Go back and listen to our <laughs> what we do in the Shadows podcast. But I I do like Kaylee Cuoco. Say. Oh, like in a, in a way, in a like a special way you like her? In a special way. Yeah. I think she's all right. I don't think she's anything special. She doesn't blow my skirt up, if you know what I mean. Oh, I'll blow her skirt up. I don't know what you yeah. I don't know. I'm not, but I I'm like not, her. She's yeah. I'm not kink. I'm not kink shaming you. Whatever you're into, that's fine. <laughs> I know you're not. Not for me. Not for me. I I like my ladies with uh, dark black hair and red lipstick and very, very pale. <laughs> Very, very pale. Yeah, you can see through them, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, Slimer. Like, you can see through the hot dog cart through Slimer. That's how pale they should be. Okay. Well, I, I, I like Kaylee Cuoco, and I like her on Harley Quinn. If you watch that on HBO, she's the. I voice do find her to be very talented, and she's done Harley like, and a bunch of DC, um, animated shows even before harley quinn and other you know she's played other dc heroes she's like a go-to uh warner hmm. brothers voice actor oh, how about that i did not i didn't know I that watch a, but... i watch like nearly all of those so she's always in there she's always in the credits ah, but she great. is the harley quinn she is the margot robbie of the animated universe she is oh, that's harley great quinn. I I never yeah like I said I never watched I never I never was a fan of Big Bang Theory but if I saw her on screen I wouldn't turn away but anyway she's funny in this and she did say this is like a great 
experience. She did. I did read a quote from her. Being on the show was she loved it. So that's good to hear. All right. So yeah, she is the eye doctor. She is Freddie Punkhauser's girlfriend. So and Larry, you don't, don't have know. glasses, do you? No, I do not. Okay, but so I do. This whole thing with the with the one and the two and the and the three and the four. It's literally how it is for me every time too. I don't know if I'm picking the right one when they're. Like, I know I I have to go for yearly diabetic eye exams, even though I'm oh, not. Okay. Yeah, so I know glasses. exactly what you're saying. I'm not. I don't wear glasses, but I mean, I could if I wanted to. Technically, she says if you, because you know, I'm a little older now too. Distance is not great, but I used to have great eyesight. Now it's a little less great, but I still have to go because diabetics. A lot of diabetics have. You know, vision. Literally, the sugar goes into your eye. It's really weird. Weird. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, which one am I? Am I picking the right one? You know, and it's and she tells him, we're not trying to fool you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is a trick. I find it so stressful. I, I am so stressed out when I go to the Oh, and that thing? Okay. She does the other thing where she, they do it twice with the eyedroppers. I hate you. I hate that. The, yeah, the thing, the dilating. Here's what I don't like at the eye exam. There's one thing I can't avoid. They blow the air into your eyeball. They're like, put your head in this vice, and then we're going to, you know, it's like fucking Clockwork Orange. It's like, open your <laughs> eyes, and then they blow air into it. It's so obnoxious. I can't stand that part. And then I found out that you, I can pay extra $30 extra and I don't have to have them dilate my eyes. They do mm. it like a they do like a laser scan of it instead, but you have to pay oh. extra. And I'm always like laser scan, please. How much is it? Yeah, cost? I would pay extra for that. I've never been given that option though. I think you just, yeah. just do whatever they do. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, pay I me to, to that oh putting eye drops in your eyes with people who have contacts. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it either. No, you're right. I, I I'm that's one reason why I don't even want to do any of this stuff i just hope my eyes just hold on for another 30 years are i don't pretty, do anything yeah well i mean you have to get the exams but you know right. glasses aren't putting like a piece of glass in your eye without yeah. having to touch it <laughs> so it's so nasty it's like, but anyway yeah so i but i'm with larry and I, I i i do that too i mean i don't do it like he does where it's like no number two no number eight you know what number one of it but Anyway, yeah, hashtag I'm with Larry on that for sure. Yeah, you're right. Hashtag I'm with Larry. It is very stressful. All right. So they talk about the first they talk about the, the hate rally that's going on apparently outside the office. <laughs> right. And uh, they're just like, yeah, I can't believe it. Larry's is like, I, you know, she's like, I'm all for freedom of speech, but this is ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, there shouldn't even be freedom of speech. It should just except for me, which is really funny. So <laughs> I guess because you know how it is. They they they. They dilate your pupils and then they have to, it takes like 10 minutes or whatever for that to really take effect or it takes time. Maybe not even, maybe more than 10 minutes. It takes know. time. It's been a while. So it's, I've been getting the laser. I don't even remember that. Oh, really? Well, that's what I've done the last few times. It's so annoying. They put the drops in, then you have to go sit in another room. This is what I've done. And then you have to sit in another room and then you start to like, your vision starts to go really blurry. It's awful. Fuck that. And then, so you can't even like read. You know what I mean? Or like, look at your phone because you can't Fuck see that. anything. Yeah, it Gross. sucks. So meanwhile, as Larry's sitting there, she grabs her open bag of pirate's booty, 
drops one on the ground. Does there is a slight pause, and then she leaves the office. Yeah, she kind of sees that she dropped it. Yeah, and Larry notices, but uh, you know, and yeah, you know, and, and he like what's funny is he grabs the um, eye exam thing like like a periscope, and he, like. <laughs> Like, cause it's like I think his eyes are blurry, but if he puts the right the regular gets... n- number three or the number two eye glasses on there, he's like, can see it really good. And like, his eyes are wide open. They like dagger. Yeah, like, it's pretty. Booty it's on pretty the floor. freaky. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So one pirate's booty on the floor. So, anyways, uh, they cut to him leaving the uh, leaving the office. He's walking down the street. He can't see. You can tell he's, like, he's kind of like and shit. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, there's all kinds of hate rally people walking by him. And it's, I guess they could tell he's Jewish because they're kind of giving him the stink eye, some of them. But he bumps into this guy carrying his, his you know, robe and a cup of coffee with no lid on it, which is kind of weird. Most coffee places will give you the lid. <laughs> well, he could have taken it off to drink. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he took it off. Whatever happens, Larry bumps into it, spills the coffee all over the, the robe. But he's a Klansman. Yeah, he's a Klansman. And the guy's like, oh, what are you doing? I got rallies in Tucson and Santa Fe next week. <laughs> Those are the big ones. Yeah, he's like, he's like, why don't you just wear a sheet today? He's like, it's not a sheet, it's a robe. And he's like, just try a sheet for today. And he's like, no. And he's like, don't worry, you'll go to your thing today. Not, a, You're not going to have your robe. Not a big deal. Yeah, but, today, uh, not a big deal. But um, we'll, I'll get you cleaned up. He offers to pay for his dry cleaning because Larry bumped into the uh, coffee. Yeah, it's pretty funny, too, because he's like, "This, why don't you just wear, sh-? you know, why not? He's like, this isn't a sheet. Feel it. And he's like, yeah. Like, Larry's like, yeah, it feels. <laughs> and did you see the thing I had uh, forwarded you this morning? I did. I forgot to respond. But, yeah, that was pretty interesting so, by a Jewish a whole- guy thing about um well well i'll i'll say this now and then you know maybe reference it later but but there's this whole thing about like did what does the talmud say about larry david spilling a coffee on the cleanse and rope and just the general conceit that he would offer there's more to it because there's more to the story but like just the general um the general idea of like what does the talmud say like if you were to harm a bad person but you actually did something bad like spilt something on another right. person's property like it, it does like like the jewish law would say that you should like you know if you stepped on some kid's toy and you broke it like you'd have to buy it right responsibility it. Oh. there's responsibility. yeah yeah respons- yeah and it's just totally what larry's doing here he's like i'm responsible and 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 whatever but you know. Right. And it's a little like it's a little, uh, you know, like fuzzy, too, because they say but because you, you are sort of helping this person do some something sinful, do something you know bad, I mean? which yeah. is like so it's like it's kind of like that. Basically, the I think the, the crux of the article is like you should, you know, help the person out, but like don't go out of your way too much yeah (laughs) you you know what i mean like the right thing to do is to pay for this guy's dry cleaning but also he's kind of a jerk so don't right you know if it's gonna put you out don't do it 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't help out too much, but yeah, you yeah. are responsible and, and all that. So it is very funny, but Larry is Larry and he does, feel, you know, he feels responsible for this. Just like he did, you know, like in previous episodes with the same same type of situation, although never exactly a Klansman. But yeah, like with the plop and everything. With the, yeah, right. Know, he was going to, it's right. He ended right. up paying for it. Oh, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Even later in the episode, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Whatever. It's so funny that he puts like, you know, he takes this guy's number and everything and he goes right to the dry cleaner. And the dry cleaner is this little a Jewish guy. Jewish guy. And he's he and he's like okay I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll clean it for you. He's like let me look at it. He's like you don't have to look at it. You know, just throw it in the bin. Just throw yeah. it in the bin. He's <laughs> like yeah you don't have to look at it. So the guy sees the the patch. I forget what they call that. The 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 red blood the blood whatever. Well these lunatics. The, yeah, it's anyway, like the, it's like the blood blood yes. drops. It's like blood and soil and all that stuff. Yeah. I know so a lot about like, it. Just kidding. Yeah, it was in that article. That's the only reason I knew what that was, really. But and the guy's all—he's like, "I'm not—I don't want this in my store." And he's like, "You know, you gotta—you're being like them. You need to turn the other cheek. See this cheek? I'm <laughs> yeah. turning it. It's pretty—I mean, it's really weird that he—he says you're being uninclusive, just like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we sure. have to show them that we're better. And yeah, is that a Christian thing? The turn your other cheek? That's not like a Jewish thing. No, yeah, it's it is a yeah, it's kind of a Christian thing. Yeah, yeah, be the better man and all that, or be the person. I shouldn't say man, but uh, yeah, the I guy says to go to uh, Central City Dump. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, do that. It's awful. It was bad. What a waste of time. I'm. So, I, I have to say, like in retrospect, what did that get me? I always felt bad for <laughs> kids that couldn't go play. After school, they had to go to CCD. Oh, no. CCD was CCD was bad. I missed a lot of cartoons. Yeah, uh, I've been watching so many cartoons. Yeah, at least every Monday. It was always Monday afternoon, so I always miss like the Monday episodes. Ugh. Anyway, so the next scene he goes, listen Larry to our is Dilly episode. Yeah, listen to our Flint Dilly episode. Both, but uh, so. Larry is in, is in, he goes to Temple because he bet that guy, he bet the rabbi. And so he goes and he's he wearing the little, uh, little hat there that they, Yamaka. yeah. And I, always, Funk has, I know more about Jewish traditions and cultures from my many and now current um, Jewish girlfriends in the past and my current Jewish girlfriend now. I know more about than about Jewish traditions and how to pronounce stuff in Yiddish than she does. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I'm, do. I'm always like, hey, you know, like maybe let's have lactose tonight. It's the start of, uh, you know, Passover or whatever. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, really? It is? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. I'm married to a Jewish lady and she, she's like, I want to get a, a I want to get a, a menorah, like a light up menorah. I said, oh, when is Hanukkah? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not yeah, a big holiday though you know what i mean it's not it's a like high eight home. days you just you know so it's it, it's always different yeah exactly so it's hard to figure out but i mean it i should know more i guess because i'm married to a jewish person but i mean well we're definitely not religious around here i just happen to know when it's like maybe we shouldn't eat bacon today okay oh oh we don't do any of that that's more <laughs> orthodox right i mean it's kind of 
It doesn't matter. So anyway, he tells him about interacting with the the clansmen or whatever, and, he, and it's really funny. He's like, yeah, I spilled coffee on his robe. He's like, what? Like a white robe? He's like, it's yeah, they're more like bold. Church, they're, well, they're they're in temple, not church, but they're in temple. Right. Like whispering. the guys, like doing a sermon. The rabbi they went golfing with, and they're just like loudly, like whisper talking to each other, which is classic uh, Larry. Yeah, because he's and not really there to feel any spiritual enlightenment. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's like when uh, in the first episode, um, when they're over at Albert Brooks' house, and uh, he's like, "I'm looking for the bathroom." Like, you, see, yeah. I'm gonna be. And Susie's like, just as loud, like, "I'm gonna be behind you. I'll, yeah, you go first. <laughs> you go first, and I'll you find. Yeah, they're always just on their own little in their own minds. That's kind of yeah, how I am care. too. They're whispering as loud as you can possibly whisper. <laughs> they, they're yeah, trying right to, yeah. I think yeah. that might be like a Jewish cultural thing too. It's like <laughs> I'm whispering, but I'm li- it's loud enough so that you can hear me. <laughs> so because I know those guys are hearing me over there. Well, I I, I just think it's so funny because he's almost like he, he almost he really is sort of turning the other cheek. He's not, you know, I mean, like he, when it comes to this clansman. He's like, yeah, it's more bone or okra or something like that. I forget what he oh, said. Oh, he says, yeah, really it's, not, it's not really white. It's more bone or ecru. He's like this, ecru, yeah, describing like the eggshell color, you know, yeah. the canvas, which is like if you ever had like a – if you ever took karate, I did, there was like the karate gi looks white, but if you like look at a like canvas like that really close, it's actually like a little bit like bone colored. So oh. that's what he was saying. So yeah. like I guess they make – I guess what I'm finding out now is that maybe I it wasn't karate at all. I was going to clan meetings. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> there was I was it was funny. There was like Kristen's karate camp, and they were all case. Oh, weird. Oh, wait a minute. Did you have any hoods or anything? Or yeah, it's like weird. What? What? what when do um, I've been a yellow hood for so long? Wait, when can I be a purple hood? <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai, motherfucker. So Larry, of course, has to tell Freddie about the pirate's booty that draw. And I, what I love is that Freddie Funkhauser is—he's—he's he's not cool with that. He's like, he's like, maybe she picked it up later. He's like, no, I picked it up. Like Larry tells him that he picked it up. She didn't. She wasn't gonna go back for it. She just—it was a sense of entitlement, which I love. I love that. And then, of course, Susie's there. And she's like, you guys shut up. And, you know, like whispering too. And she's like, hey, and he's like, hey, she dropped a pirate's booty. And, you know, like he, he goes into the whole story. He's like, do you, do you like pirate's booty? She's like, no, it's not even a real good snack. Hey, he's like, I, I don't like a cheesy snack. And she's like, yeah, I want, if I'm going to eat something, I want a potato chip. And it <laughs> actually made me go, when I was at the store, I bought potato chips because she said that. And I just watched it. Oh, I like I, just I like cheesy it. snacks. I'm not a I, I love cheesy snacks. I'm a cheesy. I'm not snack. a big fan of pirate booty. I was no. My I'm niece has always fan. had pirate booty like when we were growing up, when they were growing up. So it was like new to me. I was like, oh, what is this exotic snack that the it's kids are enough. into? Yeah, it's kind of new to me too. But it's it's too puffy. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not eating eating anything. It's you know not a I mean? good snack. It's not yeah. a good snack. Hashtag on with Larry. Hashtag I'm with Larry and Susie, I guess, because she didn't like it either. But I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn it down. I'll eat any, I'll eat most snacks. Yeah, like I there's not turn, a lot of snacks. I might on. turn it down if there was a, 
Yeah, if there's a bowl of pirate booty, I might not go anywhere near it. I mean, if there were two options, I would definitely take anything other than the pirate's booty. But I might eat a pirate's booty. I don't know. Who cares? But uh, so anyways, after the ceremony, whatever it is, service, the shofar, the horn thing that the guy blew Larry's like, hey, you really handle that horn. And the guy, he's like, I could never do it. He's like, oh, why don't you try? And then he, he like sanitizes it and he can't do it. He's like, but it's like, he's not even trying. He's just like. <laughs> yeah. Like Freddie Falcons is like, you, you come on, try it. You might be Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> and the guy gives it to him. He's like, why don't you take it? I feel like you're, you know, you're a savant in training or whatever. So. Yeah. But it's also funny because like. Larry's like really good at like small talk, but then he'll like get like have to carry this fucking like horn thing home because he's like, I could never do that. And the guy's like, Yeah, it to him, and he can't like refuse the gift from the rabbi's friend, you know? Yeah, and like, oh yeah, I'll take great, some weird <laughs> thing. And then, yeah, he's like, I'm never gonna fucking touch this thing ever again. Yeah, he's that's of course, he's which of course you know is not true, of course. Like, I mean, because it's it has to come into play later on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Chekhov's shofar. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so anyway, they're in the supermarket next, Leon and Larry, and the, the cashier's being all like, hey, it's like if you go to, like, Trader Joe's or something, you know what I mean? Like, where they're supposed to be super nice to you. They have to. Well, I, as someone that is as you, yes. coupled up with a Trader Joe's employee, she's supposed to, they are... I've asked her about this, and she's told me that they're supposed to engage with the customer if they see something that they like, that the person that's buying is supposed to make a comment on it. Like, oh, I love those uh, chocolate-covered raisins. Those are my favorite. Mm, I love those. It does. I, I mean, like, they do seem very genuine, but knowing deep down that they're only doing it because they have to does kind of take something away from it. You know what I mean? Like, But I don't... You don't have to but you're like encouraged to do so i guess i guess in a way you are happy i know it's kind of like 15 pieces of flair right i mean it's like from office space it's like oh well he wears 37 pieces of flair you know i mean it's all just i don't know i mean it's fine i'd rather them talk to me than not talk to me i guess because it's just like what i mean but usually i just want to buy my shit and get out of there so. yeah i usually have my headphones on and i'm like i don't need a bag yeah thanks <laughs> Nice. You wear your headphones during the transaction? No, I'm not that rude, but... Okay. okay. Yeah, All right. if it's 7-Eleven or something, maybe I might. Right. No, right, right, right. But Trader Joe's or whatever. Or whatever this place is. Fields. Yeah, I can't, I can't embarrass people, you know, where she... Yeah. So anyway, she's all like, oh, what are you going to do today? Or when Larry's like, I'm going to get my leg amputated. She's like, oh, good luck. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny. So then she's like... He's he's like sort of nodding at Leon, and Leon says, "I'd like to buy this watermelon." Like all sort of sheepish. Yeah, all shy. Sorry. And he said, "He said he wants to buy this watermelon, (laughs) and that's okay." I love the way he says, (laughs) "And that's okay." And he like calls out the other black guy in line. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you there? Do you like watermelons?" No, it's not really my thing, man. I'm not. Not interested in what you guys are talking about, whatever. Right. He's like, like, do you like watermelon? He's like, yes, I love watermelon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the bar, I love it. The guy, he's like, no, do you like watermelon? And the guy says, I do. And he's like, I want you to go and grab a watermelon and it's on me. And the guy says, I will. I love the way he's so <laughs> he animated. runs away. He loses cart and he runs away. Yeah. And Larry's like, I'm going to buy these gefilte fish. He's just snubbing all the, and he's like, I'm going to put cream cheese on it or whatever. <laughs> Listen, dude, have I ever told you my gefilte fish story? I don't know, but I love this. I want to hear it. Okay. So this is one of my classic stories, by the way. So I'm sure I've told it <laughs> at some point. You might have told me at some point. In a yeah, life let's... cast of some kind. But right. anyways, I had a very brief job as the night manager at a an arts center. Like so not like a music venue, like a place that you have weddings at it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, so anyways, have this thing. And then it would mostly, there was like some theater production-y kind of stuff there, like shows, kind of entertainment. But then like the weekends were like weddings and stuff like that. And there was a Jewish wedding. And when I was just a manager, I was supposed to unlock the door and let these people in and set up for the wedding. Mm -hmm. And they were like... um, Who's gonna set up all the chairs? The 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 bride and the groom were like, who's gonna set up the chairs? I was like, I don't know, because that it literally was like not part of the deal. Like they were like, yeah, the whoever rented the room, they have to set up the chairs and set it up how they want it and stuff. And so mm-hmm. eventually, mm-hmm. like the best man or something gave me fifty dollars. He's like, would you just set up the chairs? Because you can't have the bride and the groom out here setting up the chairs. Yeah, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I was like, reluctantly did it, and plus got paid a tip or whatever. So Right. I wasn't pleased about it, but I just I went along with it, you know. I'm not going to be a jerk. You're a good you're a good man. Yes. But I didn't really have a choice. I had to, you know what I mean? I It was, had to get done. Right. So, um, and he, you know, the best man, and other people started helping, whatever. It's fine. But then, so at the end of the night, also, like, it was supposed to be, like, the bride and the groom who rented this place out. Like, it was supposed to be them that, like, took all the trash outside. Oh, jeez. And, uh, but I should say it was in the middle of the summer. It was a Jewish wedding. The reason I'm mentioning it's a Jewish wedding is because they had gefilte fish. Everybody had it on like as an appetizer so everybody let's say there were 150 200 people there everybody had a little bit of gefilte fish like mm. in a cup in the middle of the summer a hot fucking place that didn't have air conditioning and stuff jeez so at the end of the night i'm like you know somebody's gonna empty all these trash cans and stuff and again the best man's like i'll give you another 50 bucks like, <laughs> we're not doing it like, you expect the wedding party that's all drunk to like get rid of this stuff and the caterers had already been they were long gone but they left the fucking trash in the kitchen oh, whatever jeez and so the filter fish is in the trash all day and night because i oh. don't think i even like leave until like 11 at night or something after they're all long gone so then i realized like fuck i have to go and take like 10 gigantic like big trash bags <laughs> Out no. outside, around the corner to where the dumpster was, and I had to, I have to do this, and I'm like all pissed off because it was like, 
why am I, why did I have to set up the chairs? Why am I dealing with the trash? It's like, yeah, that wasn't, they didn't hire me to do that. And I'm, you know, I'm not like a person that's like, that's not my job. But this was like clearly like laid out. My boss is like, don't do this and don't do that. Right. Okay, fine. This is their responsibility. But, but so ooh. anyways, then I fucking bring the first bag of trash outside and it splits open and then just oh. gray, gross, smelly, gefilte fish oh. got all over my pants. Oh, no. And then I wasn't even done. That was like the first bag. And then I had to oh. bring like 10 out Jeez. there. They, they probably more of them split open or whatever. And I was like so pissed off. So like oh. I would go to one of Stacy's like family things or something. And there'll be gefilte fish there. And it literally will make me out of sheer like sense memory like want to throw up. Because that whole time... Oh. The smell was so incredibly bad. It was the worst trash I've ever smelled in my life. Oh, and I. Oh, I'm so, so that's my gefilte fish story. So when he was, I was triggered when he held that gefilte fish. I was like, <laughs> and I like this. I was like, I was like, that is so gross. I don't know why anyone could eat that. I've never eaten it. I just, I think it's just something that Larry likes to say. It is just a funny word. I think gefilte it's fish. It's a thing is... that people like to eat. I know they really do. And they do. I have had that mackerel that he's talking about. That um, it's like kind of in like a mayonnaise kind of thing. I have huh. had that before, and that's pretty good. Huh. All right. He's just trying to say herring. That that's what he's... he said. Herring. Herring. Like, yeah. I, you know, would have. I've had that before. That's different. But okay. that's definitely like a weird white fish from Iceland or whatever. Well, it's he's just trying to prove that, like you know, even though it's stereotypical, he's not. You know, like it's it's not. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He's a Jewish guy who actually does like gefilte fish. He yeah, and he's like, "Why tricky. do you like?" He asks. He's like, "What? Of course you do. It's delicious." To the other guy, right? <laughs> it's like you could do, do the same thing with like fried chicken. It's like I fried chicken right. is one of my favorite foods. Yeah, it's probably lots of Jewish people's favorite foods. It's also a lot of black people's favorite foods. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I mean, I don't it's know. I don't know if there's a white guy equivalent, right? I mean, it probably isn't. I mean, just ordinary white guy like like us. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there are. Sort of like the steak and potatoes or ham and right. eggs or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Some lady, we went out to breakfast this morning. Some lady was like, I have ham and eggs. And I was like, wow, it's really a thing. You just <laughs> go for you. She was a real ham and egger. She, I'm she not was, a ham I was guy. like, you can be more... New England and coming into this place and just getting ham and eggs. <laughs> I know. Seriously. So they probably went to Dunks after to get their iced coffee. Uh, all right. So, but in the next scene, after that big wonderful moment, uh, he goes back to the dry cleaner and the guy says, The robe is lost. I can't find and it. And Larry's like, Yeah. He's like, That's bullshit. And he's like, well, when you give it to an inferior race, uh, you're going to expect them to fail. Screw you know, it like, up, yeah. So the, yeah. The guy <laughs> obviously just threw the robe away, yeah. So, and he, the goes, robe he is says, gone. like, he's like, he's like, I'm in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. He's like, he's like uh, I thought you said he was a reasonable Klansman, <laughs> but Larry gets thrown the back of him. But he's still a Klansman. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's still a Klansman. 
We should also point out that I, we haven't mentioned this yet, but meanwhile, everybody that Larry meets, including this dry cleaner, he asks if they know anybody, uh, if they know anybody with a farm or a cow, or a cow, because <laughs> he's still yeah. trying to, yeah, to yeah, find see, see, some... like where are the cities? It's like we don't even know cows. Yeah, no cows. Yeah, right. So then he gets, so he drives out to to. Uh, I'm sorry, drives out to the clansman's house, and he has to explain to him. That, you know, he, he doesn't have the robe. And the guys are like, what am I going to do? Uh, this is your responsibility. Santa Fe in, in Tucson. Yeah. It's coming up. So he realizes that Susie is a seamstress and she owes him a favor. And he's like, I can, I think I can do this. And he's like, ah, custom job, huh? Like, yeah, this, like custom he's robe. always tallying, like, you know, like, like terrible people do. Tallying what this person owes them back because they did them a favor or whatever, you know? Right. Like, yeah, he owes me a favor. So I think I can get her to do it. <laughs> and what does he say? Like the grand master or whatever will have you over for dinner. And the guy's all excited. It's he's like, like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, problem. man, I've never been to his house. Yeah, dinner too? Wow. Meanwhile, this guy lives on a farm and he's got a, Larry sees his cow. He's like, maybe you could do something for me. So he goes to Susie, and I love this conversation because, like, you know, like she's like, "Oh, I'm just making dinner." He's like, "Boy, that that tapestry you made, boy." And she's like, "Yeah, I don't want to brag, but it's really, it's really good." You know, I really like it. He's like, "If I had your talent, I would be, you know, telling everyone." Screaming she's like, yeah, from what? the rooftops. He's like really yeah. kissing her ass, and she's like, "Oh, like that." Those like I was talking about last week, like there's genuinely affection, sweet between the two of them and sometimes it, usually it's like you know it, half the time it's fuck you Larry and get the fuck out of here Yeah, I don't want to see you and then it's like oh that's so nice Larry thank you I'm glad you appreciate it thank you that means so much and then she's but she also was like I'm not going to lie it is a master's piece so right I mean it's yeah, yeah. great <laughs> but I love when he's like yo if I, I yeah like he's I've been shown it for the rooftops and she's like well you need that I, I don't need that kind of recognition <laughs> she's like you need that <laughs> But so he asked, he's like, you know, I need you to, you know, make a robe. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, what kind of a robe? And he's like, well, you know, yeah. He's like, what kind of a man or whatever? He's like, it's for a man. And he's like, she's like, what kind of a man? He says, a clans man. A clans man. Yeah. So she's so, she's obviously not happy about this. And, but she owes him and he's like, oh, you don't need to, do the hat. I didn't spill coffee on the hat. She's like, oh, some good things. Like, <laughs> but she agrees to do it. So She does agree to do it. She don't because she owes him a favor. It's this whole thing, you know? And it but, all is very kind of like, not, not to keep like going back to that, um, that article about the Talmud or whatever, uh, but also like this is kind of a pretty interesting morality play all all over this uh particular episode well curb always is anyways but yeah but this like... one is very overt i feel like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it, oh, should Susie do it you know like right because, right because of the favor you know like all this stuff yeah but and then now now this guy this clansman is doing this favor for larry because of the next scene they're at the farm with Woody Harrelson, and this is all the name of doing this show. Like it's so the the, the shit they're going through <laughs> to try to get 
these yeah. actors and on the show. He's got like these bell. What he's got like these bell bottom. Oh, I know. He looks uh, ridiculous. On and like a like a hippy dippy like flowy <laughs> shirt and like one of those bucket hats that like hipsters wear and like he's not wearing shoes. He's like walking around in like oh I didn't even notice socks that. or something. That that might have been just. I think that was yeah. I think that's at the end of the episode. He's not wearing shoes. I'm like what? Well, meanwhile, Larry is wearing like a straw hat. And like a like you never see him wear anything like this. He's wearing like a like a flannel shirt kind of thing. Like he's I noticed trying... that too in that scene. Yeah. Like how thin he looks. Yeah, it's true. He is a, he's a skinny guy, but he's trying to look like a farmer. And he even tells Woody Harrelson, "Oh, you should have been here last night. We had a huge square dance." It's like what? <laughs> he's like, I can't picture you. He's like, Oh, I don't see it. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, how was it, Joe? Because Joe the Klansman is there. And he's like, yeah, it was great. So, like, they introduced him to the cow. It's like, oh, this is the calf, Rebecca. And Woody Harrelson's, oh, it's very gendery bendery of you to have a, you know, a male calf named with a female <laughs> name. And he's like, oh, we're very woke. We're the most woke farm in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Joe here has Nancy Pelosi's on the side of his tractor. Right. And the guy, Joe's just like, dying laughing. I don't know. It like he he says, oh, he looks, you know, do you milk? Oh, do I milk? Joe, do I milk? Yeah, like it's it's, it's this typical Larry, like really playing it up, you know, like like yeah. we said, like the, the lie is, you know, like you have it, it you have to exaggerate the lie. He's like, Oh, I have milk hands. I milked so much yesterday that my I can't bend my fingers yeah. anymore. Milk milk hands, it's a it's a ranch yeah. term. Yeah, right. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, this, I forget what the line is. If Joe said something about it. Yeah, this Jew bastard. Yeah, oh, we don't know. Like no, he's bastard it's funny whatever. because he's like, Woody, come on back. I'll, I'll get you like some, Joe here, I'll give you some, uh, because of some apples and you'd you be on yeah. your way. And he Great. goes, I won't, yeah. I won't let it, Joe, the, the Klansman says, I won't let this, I won't let the Jew charge her for the apples. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he goes, "Oh, you know," he's like, "Oh, really? You guys talk to each other?" And it's like, "It's the ranch. It's it works. Yeah. It works." And then he goes, "Well, what do you? Call, what does he call you?" Yeah. He goes, "Oh, I just call him a racist cocksucker." And then all three of them are laughing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's 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 typical Larry. But now we cut to. Funk man, Freddie Funkhauser and Heidi, Kaylee Cuoco are out at lunch. And he brings up the pirate's booty. He's like, Well, like, I don't let's, you know, she's like, Well, who told you that? And he's he's like, Well, look, I don't, I'm not gonna say who it could have been anybody, but it was Larry David. Like it's like he just comes right out and says it. <laughs> and she's like, You're gonna believe Larry David? And she's like, Well, why would he lie about that? And she's like, Well, he's Magoo. That was my favorite line of the whole thing. <laughs> he's Magoo. So then she like she's like, fine, I did drop it. We have people to pick that up. And he's like, well, don't you think? So he's like, that's where we should have started. And she's all pissed off at him. And I love it. She picks up a handful of fries, shoves her a bunch of them in her mouth, and then drops the rest on the floor and storms out. <laughs> and he's like, this is the way. This is really not the way we should be handling this. <laughs> I do well, like Vince. Vaughn, I mean, like, I never. Like dry. Like, oh, this is how we handle this. Nice. Yeah. You know, kind of like in a. Uh... Jack Donaghy like way, 
you know nice. this one nice is nice so one. good like i mean i know best. i went for a few years being like oh this guy you know and like he did a lot of crappy movies and i'm just like oh, i can't i've had it with vince vaughn but he's so good in this i'm, I'm glad he found or i i don't know just like rediscovered or whatever but yeah like he's he's really good yeah i wonder how it came about like after you know like after super yeah. Dad died you know like yeah, they would yeah. be like we need to replace him with somebody good and like who thought vince vaughn like i just want yeah to i don't know i wonder how that all worked out oh so good so anyway they come back to the farm woody's having a few grapes he's about to leave he's like yeah yeah they're all they're all talking about how great it was or whatever and he drops a grape on the ground he's leaving and joe's like hey uh what are you gonna pick that up he's like oh yeah, well, nah. You yeah, know, it's just a grape. It's not yeah, a big deal. And he like kicks it. Yeah. And I love it. He says, that's some Hollywood leftist bullshit right there. Like, <laughs> leftist. <just> be... <laughs> but whatever. That's what those, yeah, yeah. Because Larry and, and Freddie, like he's saying, shows a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Because he's like, Larry. He's like, Larry, what do you say? He's like, he just, just pick up the grape. And so he slams all, he has a handful of grapes. He slams all them down. He's like, here you go. And then he takes his apple and slams that down. And Joe's like, you wait right there. And he goes inside. And Larry's like, I think he's getting a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as uh, yeah, so Woody runs away. And as he's running away, he's like, Teddy was right about you. And Larry's like, what did he say? What did he say about me? But yeah, but he's also, he says, good luck with your show because I'm out. And so he's out of young Larry. But uh, yeah, so that was it. But yeah, that was a great line. Teddy was right about you. <laughs> He's like, that, that, that. what did he say? I'm glad but, they didn't make mention. Remember, I said like I would love a scene between the two of them, but that's that's fine. Yeah. Just having a mention, it's fine. And one assumes that Larry brought the robe that Susie made over to Joe's house really right. early. The end he of the does, episode here. Right, he does have it later. But uh, meanwhile, he goes back to the eye doctor, and Kaylee Cuoco oh, gives right, in, right, right, screams at him. She's like, "What the fuck, Larry?" And then she's like, "Okay, let's do the eye exam." And she smashes the the, the thing, the big metal oh, thing. Can you imagine how much that would hurt? Oh yeah, right into his eyes. And uh, you know, he comes out, and he's all like, you know, his eyes are all. First of all, he's dilated, and his eyes are like smacked, like he can't see. Right. And he, he gets in an accident. He rear ends this woman and, you know, it comes out, they're exchanging information. She hands him her license and he looks and it's Mary Ferguson. He's yeah, got a, Mary a new Mary Ferguson from LA. That's right. No a third knows. Mary Ferguson. Besides all the other ones that were in the. the oh, uh, right, right, right. You know, but so he went to so, the interview process. Yeah. Yeah, and she says, he's like, have you ever thought about, you know, going to China? So he takes her back to his house to meet Leon. And she's like, I, you know, I had a vision of going to China or something like that or going to Asia. Yeah, yeah. I've been having dreams. And she's like, what do you, what's this guy like? And he's like, oh, you know, couldn't find a better traveling companion. And they walk in. And this was great because this took me a minute to figure this out. I actually had to look it up in the credits. Leon is in there with SWAT. Yeah, that was SWAT because 
I almost confused it. I was like, there's no way that guy would have, like, there's no way just the random guy that Larry bought the watermelon for would, like, him and Leon are just best friends. Like, I was like, that's SWAT. Like, that's, that's. I thought for sure it was, I hate to say this, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I could t- well, they were like they have different. I like was judging by their haircuts. Yeah, I was like, oh, they they have a different hairstyle. So I, I didn't know actually. I will give you credit for looking up because I was like, I recognized him the SWAT, but I didn't remember that his name, his character's name was SWAT. But I was like, that's Leon's yeah. friend from back that back in the day. Yeah, and he was Larry's like bodyguard, right? Uh, from a couple seasons ago, wasn't it? Wasn't that like two seasons ago, or was it last season? I don't remember. But... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, SWAT, and they're eating watermelon, and Mary Ferguson is not cool with this. She storms out, and he says, "That yeah, was Mary because, Ferguson." Well, that's the other thing that, like, <coughs> like Leon's like, I, I wouldn't even eat this in front of black people, right? <laughs> and he's he's like, "That's three Mary Fergusons you got through." He's like, "I didn't know you'd be having a." Watermelon eating orgy is what he calls it. Like, who, who told you to do this? He's like, You did, Larry. You told me to do this. He's like, yeah. Well, can I join you? He's like, Get on in there. Have some sweet meat. Sweet meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, yeah, I guess we're in the, I don't know if it's the Tucson or the Santa Fe rally or whatever, but this, we go back to Joe at a rally. He, he He's late. He grabs his, his robe, he runs to the rally, and when we, we get there, we see that Susie Soda starved David on the back of it. <laughs> so and good. so his fellow clansmen are like, Hey, he's a Jew! And they start to they just beat the crap out of him. Did you notice like the obvious like insert shot that like maybe didn't have Joe the regular actor do the close yeah. up of the robe and like him even running away with it? I don't think was I don't know why they needed. They couldn't just have done it with Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it Maybe. was like it was like an obvious insert. I was, I was just like, yeah, this yeah. is really how the sausage is made here. I know you don't really get that. The voice show he had much. like ADR. He had like yeah, voiceover. Like oh, good thing I still have it. Yeah. It oh, like, I'm a little late. Yeah, like it was very uh, much. Uh, yeah, dubbed in later, and it, it seemed like it was some kind of second unit thing. Yeah, like that. Those probably was not <laughs> Joe's hands, right? Like, I mean, I don't know why I even would care. Or notice that, like, it kind of makes it a funnier thing. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> does, but it's just funny because it doesn't happen on this. Usually, this show is very, you know, they're very on with all this stuff. It almost seems like they were like, you know, what we need one more shot. They need the shot of him yes. getting it out of his car. And then they were like, have somebody print out a bunch of uh, rebel rebel rally today signs, put those in the car from the prop department and stuff. Like it was just like, like all very set up. Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was a little forced, which is, yeah, very rare, but eh, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You know, you just got to, they, they, as they were editing it, they might have been like, you know what, this doesn't look, you know, like we need one more shot here or something, you know. Anyway, so he gets the crappy dumb. He goes back to Larry's. It's nighttime now. Larry's sleeping and he's banging on the door and he's like, hey, get out of here, you Jew. I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to beat yeah, your Jew beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He's a Jew. Yeah, they beat the shit out of him. And then he goes, he's all beat up at Larry's door and he's banging on the door and he says he's going to beat the shit out of Larry. And then 
So Larry has doesn't know what to do. He grabs the shofar and he blows yeah. it. He can blow it. Even though he said he would never do it ever again. He would never yeah, touch it. He had thing. like a magical, you know, revelation. Yeah. Like the spiritual awakening with it. Yeah. Right. And like so all the lights in the neighborhood turn on because he's so loud blowing this thing. And but uh, they're also one would assume Jewish neighbors. Yeah, you would probably assume that, right? I don't want to I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of people I in think Hollywood. that's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah, it's true. I'm not stereotyping. They're they're stereotyping. That's the, I think that's the joke. I mean, you know, because they know what the that horn means. Because the, <laughs> the rabbi had just given this whole sermon about how important it was or something. I should have paid more attention to the sermon. Maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I'll go yeah. to Temple. Maybe we should make a, <laughs> a bet whether I'm going to go to Temple this weekend or not. Yeah, what would be the? <laughs> just go. You, just because... Well, you're betting nothing. Yeah, I'm betting. I'm going to be the rabbi. I'm betting nothing. <laughs> but yeah, so he runs because like now he's found out, you know, like yeah. So, so it saved his life. It was a, it was a uh, reversal of uh, of things that huh. it, uh, such a crazy episode. Where it to really begin? Was. Where to begin? You know, because yeah. it like totally ramped up the MAGA hat thing from last season, and yeah, went you're right. right straight to the Klansman. You know, you <laughs> don't see like... a lot of you know Ku Klux Klan, you know, comedy stories. You know, right? <laughs> but when you do it, it's actually hilarious. Like I, it kept it was I almost thought it was like a hat tip to like Blues Brothers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe <you're> right. <laughs> It is pretty crazy. I mean, like, but the, these rallies are, I mean, ever, it is, it's very similar to the MAGA thing, you know, because it's like, a, you know, a sensitive issue in some people, but it's it's then, great how it all fits. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, Larry's like being like, a, you know, compassionate because he, he messed up and he, you know, wanted he, to pay for the dry cleaning and it led to this whole thing. And whatever, and he just calls him a racist cocksucker to his face, which is fun. Yeah, I mean, he's not, you know, friends with this guy, but he is, you know, yeah, he's, but he also uses him for a favor to try to get Woody to do this show. You know, <laughs> like it's insane. Yeah, if Larry yeah, exactly. doesn't. He'll do anything. He doesn't. It's not. He doesn't. His moral compass. It's like that article said. Like is 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 different or skewed for that matter. Like than anyone else's. Yeah. So. But it's funny because, like, the watermelon racial thing, you know, and that, and like the Klansmen, it's just, it's, it's insane how this all. It was, they jammed a lot into there. But that's kind of how, I don't know, for better or for worse, like, that's how comedy was back, like, in the, in the 80s. Like, you had Kentucky Fried Movie, you had the Nazis and the, and Blues Brothers, and, you know, like, you had, like, stuff was a little bit more like, this is me and like my side and we're all poking fun of it, but we're all living here together. Like the fact that Larry's even talking to the Klansmen, like in a regular calm way and not like just a fuck you, you know, like kind of reminds me a little bit about like, you know, how it is like with certain like members of my family, like I have to talk to them and still don't agree with them politically. And they're not certainly Klansmen or anything but like right uh, we have to you have to be like just like you know what we're all people here we're all people here and larry is really trying to do that like 
be the super generous like we're all we're just people here and i i ruined right. this guy's clothes so i have to pay for it right <laughs> he obviously doesn't agree you know he doesn't he's not like, but, but he's just sitting there talking to the guy and yeah, walking he's like, around what? with him with with Woody and, and everything and like getting involved <laughs> in Larry's bullshit with the like you said for the show for young Larry. Yeah, it's all it's all a name of he'll, whatever it takes, you know, for Larry to get him on the show. It is so interesting, really, because you know I'm I'm reading an article today uh, about like you know people want to get Seinfeld taken off of Netflix and stuff. We were talking about Seinfeld order, you know, Why? because of show, jokes that don't work anymore oh, and, you know, on. racial overtones and stuff like that. And, you know, the cancel culture thing and, and whatever. I'm not going to yeah. get into it. But I mean, like, meanwhile, that show is 20 years old, more than 20 years old, like almost it's yeah. 30 years old. I, I, I will just put it this way. Like, I, I wouldn't burn this really nice edition of a first edition Mark Twain book that my dad found that my mom had wow. because yeah. it has N word Jim in it. Right. Like, you know, I'm not going to get rid of Mark Twain, you know, like oh, a lot of people did a lot of libraries and schools got rid of all his books just for that one. All word. of his books. Well, not there's all. also like the Indian stuff. Too, but well, like, yeah, no, there's there's does it make it not good art? I mean, I think it's I don't want to say important. anything, about it, but it means it that's it was a different time, you know, that's all, right? It's just, right, that's what just... that's all that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not even making a political statement here, I'm just saying, like, do you throw out all of the Mark Twain because for the same reason you want to take Seinfeld off of Netflix? It doesn't make any sense, no, no, it, it doesn't, and plus, and it's comedy, jokes, you know. You should, you should listen to those jokes. Maybe they're like homophobic jokes and stuff like on Seinfeld. Probably, most likely, you should yeah. listen to those jokes and be like, "Oh, you all." The only thing that should be going through your head is, "You can't say that now," right? Not in a way that like I wish I could say that now. Just like, "Oh, that's a whoa!" I wasn't expecting that because we don't see that on TV now. That's right. what you do, and you not think about it and just enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, it was the same thing with Archie Bunker. You know what I mean? Archie Bunker were always. But he always made, you know, was made. He was a racist and whatever, and then homophobic. But that was like kind of what the show is about, though. right? You know, that which is a lot why this episode is a lot like an Archie Bunker episode almost. Now that you exactly, I think you really put your finger on it there. Thank you. It is though, and it's just it's, that's that's the comedy. Larry, they're not saying Larry's right or this Klansman is right, right, or they're not supporting any of that. Anything like that. They're not saying Meathead. Neither am I, by the way. Neither are we. They're not saying Meathead or Michael Stivic is the right <clears throat> way yeah. to think either. Or they're and they're not saying Archie Bunker is the right way to think. They are kind of like back, especially back then, they were like, Yeah, this is through the lens of like, you know, like Meathead really like being like the cool young liberal guy and then this guy's like way right wing and whatever. But like yeah. It was really like so that everybody could enjoy it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know it was just it was just fun comedy, you know, like stuff and just you know different people thinking different things, but like not saying necessarily any. But but Archie Bunker was made to look like the fool most of the time. Right, you right. Know? But sometimes, sometimes 
though what i think the great depths of that show is and, and i think you know it's totally appropriate for us to be talking about all in the family on this uh curb your enthusiasm podcast because without that we wouldn't have something as great as this you know like that yeah. really broke a lot of ground and it was a favorite of mine growing up but sometimes they would like make it look like michael civic the meathead was like an idiot because he got arrested because he was protesting something or because yeah. he thought of this but like what it wasn't like a respectful to an elders kind of way or or whatever like they were oh, yeah, you're right. making a dumb decision and like you know, you could definitely both sides, whatever his position was, but like he didn't come off. He he ended up kind of looking like a meathead sometimes, like for real. No, no you're right. You looked at it. Yeah, definitely. It's because it... he was. They were both. That was how. That was the brilliance of that show. Is they were the total extremes of it. And now right. Larry, what we get with Larry is he's every extreme, and it's so meta, and everything is so contradictory and awesome all right <laughs> just appreciate this for yeah like what it is and it's obviously they're not supporting any political agenda really let's face it i think it. you could write literally this is probably one of the smartest or like most well thought out or mo most thought provoking within the last couple of years like episodes in particular <clears throat> this one had a lot of meat on the bone yeah no it definitely definitely did and I put it on the I put it on the level of the maybe maybe it is a step farther than the MAGA hat episode from I think from... it's a step I, I think it's like he was pushing it. Not that I think that that was really pushing it, but it was just like exactly what we all wanted to hear right. <laughs> anyways. And that he was just saying what we were all thinking. But then this one is definitely like takes that idea and like stretches it to the furthest way yeah. further extremes which is what we want from curb anyways no you're right you can't go over the same old ground all the time you gotta keep pushing you gotta push and he's also another thing is like because he's like because he got in the car after the eye exam and because he mentions how old he was like i keep saying it like every episode they like kind of like leaning into it or you've said too, you know, like he's kind of leaning into like his old age. Yeah, this episode more yeah. than they have in the past. But this is one of the few times where I mean, he does say it, but like, yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's old, you know. <laughs> but it's funny because like you know, he's dating. He was dating Lucy Lou, who's like twenty years younger than him, or something. You know, what I mean, but so it's still you know. It, He's old, but sometimes they don't treat him old. But I mean, you know what? Whatever is in service of the story, and that's that's what the show is uh, is about. Yeah. Like they'll push the boundaries a little bit. I mean, obviously a lot, but I mean, even with stuff like that, it's like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. let's just make it funny. Yeah, and you know? and Leon, you know, showing some range. Yeah, this was episode. definitely a great change. I listen to I listen to JB Smooth podcast. Like it's a week weekly. It's not weekly. It's a daily Monday through Friday podcast. So I have a, even oh. a ton that I haven't listened to, but like I'll just, I'll throw one. I listen to one a day at least, and I have like a backlog to go through. But uh, he's just so funny and, and like he's always so positive on that show. And seeing him like this really kind of like disturbed me a little bit. I was like, oh, Leon is weak. So I hope he brings. I hope he taps that ass next episode. As long as well, I mean, I like it. It was funny because it fit with this story, like you said, like it it fit with what they were trying to tell 
because he was obviously very much like he's trying to hide this thing, you know, like and this is his yeah. thing. He's been hiding for a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's great. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's great. Um, great. All right. Well, I think that's all I got. We we're all only on episode four. I can't and wait. This is a long. A long one for us. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, well, like you said, a lot of meat in the bone. Uh, so check us out. Check all of our curbs and all of our what we do in the shadows and all of our league podcasts over at leaguepodcast.com or hashtag wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it. That's all I got. See you, meatheads, later. <laughs> See you at the club. watermelon it's really none of my business man it's just doing my thing you know tell me the truth do you like watermelon yeah I, I, I like watermelon you like it a lot i do i like watermelon i like it i like watermelon he likes watermelon of course you like it because it's delicious right why wouldn't you like it thank you you know what get yourself a watermelon on me i will <laughs>